Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as, or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. Greetings and salutations, 365ers. Welcome to another episode of the Black Health 365 podcast. I am Jackie Page, radio personality and fitness guru enthusiast, joined by... What's good, 365ers? It's Britt Daniels, your fit life coach, yogi, entrepreneur, and this is the Black Health 365 as y'all know, it's our mission to be champions of truth and change by providing y'all with personalized healthcare information and resources from trusted professionals. And we're here to empower the Black community to make healthier choices all year long. Another conversation, another day. Uh, let's talk about health. Yes. And today's conversation is going to be a really good one. We are talking about breast cancer as it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we could not let this month go by without addressing breast cancer. Um and particularly in the Black community. And joining us today is Ricky Fairley. Um, Ricky, how are you doing today? I am great. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And, you know, we call it Breast Cancer Action Month. Mm. Because we want love to act, act this month. So thank you for Nothing. having me. I'm so happy to talk about my purpose. Yeah, good stuff. I absolutely love that you call it Action Month. That's that's a good note right there. Um, 365 is just a little bit about Ricky because, honey, we got to put some respect on her name, okay? Um, Ricky is an award-winning seasoned marketing veteran. Um, Ricky co-founded and serves as CEO of Touch, the Black Breast Cancer Alliance to address Black breast cancer as a unique and special disease state with the overall goal of reducing the mortality rate of Black women as a triple negative breast cancer survivor thriver. Ricky's personal purpose, passion, mission, missionary, and blessing is to bring focus, attention, research, science, and action to eradicating Black breast cancer and supporting and coaching what she calls her breasties through their breast cancer experience. Respect on your name. Period. Um, Ricky, we like to start things off with check-in. So we like to check in to see how um, we're doing physically, mentally, spiritually. So we'll start with that. Um, just want to check in and see how you were doing today. I am doing great today. It's a beautiful day. I'm, I live in the DC area. My baby daughter got married on Saturday, so we're sort of coming down from that high. I kind of don't have much of a voice because I've spent a weekend with 250 people talking, talking, talking and taking pictures. But it's, it's a great time in our lives. And um, it was crazy that we had this huge wedding during Breast Cancer Action Month. So you can imagine, you know, the chaos that we've sort of been in. But it's a great day. And I'm so blessed to be alive every day as a gift. I hear that. And congratulations. That's the huge thing. Thanks. Yeah. 
I know more grandbabies. I have three granddaughters from my other daughter, my other daughter. So all I, when I did my speech, I was like, okay, it's time for the babies. <laughs> Absolutely love it. And it's perfectly okay that okay. your voice is a little gone. That's a, that's a big moment. So yeah. Yeah, we definitely understand it. Brent, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm doing well, Jackie. Um, I think the, the the pattern for the last couple of weeks is that I've been walking in abundance, doing a lot of things, serving the community. Um, and I really have nothing but gratitude for it. A lot of the work I've been doing recently has been with men, I actually led a men's healing circle today. Um, we had some good conversation. And one of the conversations was just about therapy and the reasons people go to therapy and um you know, I think people go to therapy sometimes to uncover traumas and deal with them. And sometimes people go to therapy because they found a new sense of peace and love and now they want to keep it. Because uh, sometimes when we have these spaces where we feel secure and stable, our minds who may be accustomed to chaos likes to go back to that that place of familiarity. You know, so for me right now, I'm looking for a therapist to help me process all this love and abundance I've been receiving. So that's that's where I'm at. Uh, I know that was a lot. <laughs> I just put it on you. But Jackie, where, where are you at right now? I'm tired. So I have been traveling the world <laughs> the last few months. Um, I just came back from Vegas, um, went to see Usher's residency. It was a quick weekend trip, had a phenomenal time, um, went with one of my besties. Um, she needed some time away from, she has three kids. Um, so she, you know, threw the kids to her husband and was like, listen, it's going to be daddy daycare this weekend. And me and the bestie, um, we went, we had a great time and I am paying for it today. But like I said, it was great. Um, outside of that, um, kind of like I've said before, just taking a second to stop and smell the flowers and just really sit in this moment um, for a number of years, running, 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 and not taking a second just to stop and, uh, and be grateful um, and thankful for where I'm at. So really just trying to take the next few months as we close out the year to do that. It's just stop, smell the flowers and enjoy, you know, everything that I have, you know, worked so hard and tire tirelessly for. So. It was a great show, right? I went a couple of months ago. Oh my gosh, right? I went by myself. I was on a, I was on a trip doing an event in Vegas. I said, I'm gonna go to the Usher concert. And it was like off the chain, right? It was it was a really good show. Funny that you say that. So he just recently announced that he's going on tour. And I was just like, I was a little upset. I'm like, well, I could have just because I live in Atlanta. I'm like, I could have just waited until he came to, came to Atlanta. Yeah. And one of my coworkers was like, no you will enjoy this show a lot better because it's more intimate. It's and small, I'm, yeah. It's I'm a great theater. He's right there with you, you know? It's so great. It was so great. Yeah. And, you know, I used to work at Marketing and um, and he made radio ads for when he was 14. So I knew him when. Way back when, yeah. No, it was it was a great show. Happy that I went. And that was my first time in Vegas, so it was Oh, it was time. great. That was, it was really fun, sure. I know I'm going next week to see Earth, Wind and Fire with my besties. So I take to do what you say, take a minute. You know, it was, um, I've been on the road. So I've only slept in my bed three nights in the month of October because of breast cancer action month. Right. So, so I'm taking a minute, like you just did take a pause with my girls. So got to do it. There it is. Well, speaking of, uh, being tired and being fatigued, Jackie, uh, we, we were both reading in this article, you know, about women having low iron and being tired and fatigue is a symptom of that. You want to talk a little bit more about the article? 
Yeah, so it was in the New York Times, and it was pretty much saying that uh, more than a third of women under the age of 50 are um, iron deficient, which is kind of interesting because a few weeks ago we talked about, um, what was it? Bring it to my, uh, we talked about women being um, deficient in something else um, or having like, I think it was like higher cancer rates. Um, but this is concerning to me because this is not the first time that we've had this conversation. And um, the article also went um, went on to say that it's often overlooked, um, which is one of the reasons why um, women are, um, while we're dealing with it a lot more than we should be is because it's one of those things that's overlooked. It's just concerning that this is another thing that um, women are dealing with. Like, it's just, I feel like, the more, you know, we, we talk about these articles, we look at these articles, the more we see that something just isn't, is it in the air? Is it in the food that we're eating? Am I not drinking the right water? It's just like, why, why iron something that I should be able to consume and eat? Like, why am I deficient in that? Are y'all not putting it in the, like, is, are, are y'all taking it out of the food? Are you doing so much over-processing that it's not in the food? I just, every time we dive into an article like this, I just get more and more outraged because I'm just like, what, what is going on here? Make it make sense. Yeah, it really spills over into the, the cascading fear of all these things that we have to be aware of and afraid of. Um, and at a marketing level, that fear is, is, <laughs> is very apparent, um, as real as it is. So it's, it's concerning. It's definitely concerning because um, I feel like it's only so many things you can prepare for. Right. Um, we're creatures that don't like to have things out of our control. Um, Ricky, you have any thoughts about it or have experience well, you know, with your family? Um, um, you know, um, low iron is a big thing in breast cancer because but it's a lot caused by the chemo drugs. So I had many iron infusions when I was on chemo. But um, but I do think it's something, you know, we don't think about vitamins. Right. Some people take a multivitamin. Some people take a little vitamin, but I don't take vitamins. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. My fiance takes like 40 vitamins a day. So I think it depends on what your regime is. But you never really know what's going on in your body. That's why it's so important to pay attention to your body. And if you do feel fatigued, go find out why. You know, because if you can do something about it and take an iron pill, yeah, or eat more broccoli or eat more kale, go for it. But I think it's, um, it's just part of knowing your body and being in touch with your body and knowing that, if something's not feeling right, you know that better than anybody. And you only have one to live in. So if you are feeling fatigued, it could be something else. It could be something as simple as low iron. You could take a vitamin for that. Or it could be something else. So just be aware of what's what's going on with you, you know? I think I it's important that. to know that, you know, what's going on with your body. I think that's a great, um, I think that's a great leeway into our, our Dharma talk for today. Um, you know, 365, as if you're familiar, we do our Dharma talks, which is a short sermon or just to set the tone for the conversation. And I love how Ricky actually already started the conversation up with this term called uh, action, <laughs> uh, breast cancer action month. Um, and from self-awareness comes action in the wellness world and the health space. Um, I've been working with a lot of different people lately and a lot of men. And for a lot of men, they don't like to address their health because a lot of things are somehow mystified with the language. And my goal in my business and my practice and who I am, my ethos is de to demystify these concepts of wellness um, and to make health accessible. 
Um, and in that aspect, there's something, this term I've been using lately called mental hygiene um, versus using the term therapy, which I think therapy in the term in itself is what it is and is very important. But for a lot of men who are problem solvers, thinkers, logical, logical guys, um, the term therapy can be a lot of negative connotations. So I like to use the term mental hygiene because it's very applicable. Just as you brush your teeth every day, just as you wipe your butt, <laughs> clean your room and do all these things that are for your physical hygiene. So you can do the same thing for your mind. Right. And so um, it's important as we as professionals create a language of safety and accessibility as we communicate with people how to take care of themselves and give them actionable, actionable steps to address their health. And that comes from self-awareness and that comes from asking questions, asking the right questions. And that comes from, as we hear, say here at the 365, uh, being an advocate for your own health. Let's get into this conversation. Yeah, um, 365ers, as I mentioned earlier, we're talking about breast cancer action month. Um, Ricky is a survivor and thriver. So um, I kind of want to start there. Um, Ricky, at what age and what stage um, were you diagnosed with breast cancer? So I was um, diagnosed with, with um, stage 3A triple negative breast cancer. And I can explain what that means. There are many subtypes of breast cancer, but triple negative is the worst one. It has the highest mortality rate. It's the most aggressive. And guess what? It affects black women at three times the rate of white women. And 40% of triple negative breast cancer patients are under the age of 40, which is crazy. Um, so I was actually, I was actually um, um, 50, 55 when I got sick, um, um, which is kind of a little on the high end for, for triple negative, but but um, I did um, a double mastectomy by, by choice. I did six rounds of standard of care chemo. I did six weeks of radiation. And my doctor said, okay, you're, you're okay right now. You're fine. You come back in two months and we'll scan you and see how you're doing. So I went back two months later, which is almost a year to the day of my diagnosis. And my doctor, they found five spots on my chest wall. And my doctor said, okay, Ricky, you are now metastatic. You have two years to live. Get your affairs in order. And I said, well, I can't really die right now. I have a daughter at Dartmouth. I got to pay tuition. So me with guidance drugs, we got to work this out. What have you got for me? And my doctor really didn't have anything for me because we didn't really have any targeted treatments for triple negative. We now have one for early stage and one for two for metastatic, but we didn't have any at the time. And so, so I went to Dr. Google, which you should not do, right? And everything was, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die fast. And so on the third page of Dr. Google, after scrolling down, I found the Triple Negative Breast Cancer Foundation, which was about five years old at the time. I called them and I said, I lived in Atlanta and I said, I need a doctor. And they said, I'm thinking, help me. And she said, I'm going to find you a doctor. And so she found me a doctor at Emory. And she was probably about one of five doctors in the country that was actually researching triple negative breast cancer. So I went to her. She put me on some experimental drugs that are now standard of care, but they're experimental. And she said, what's going to happen? We'll try it. So I did a lot more chemo and I didn't die. And it's been 12 years. So this is my God job. I know God left me here to do this work. And so I fight like a girl every day to, you know, to try to bring more science to breast cancer. And so what I've learned over the years is that we don't have enough therapies for us. And um, I look back in history at all of the drugs that were that were made for, that are kind of standard of care for breast cancer right now. And guess what? There were no black women 
in those trials. So none of the drugs we have were tested on black bodies. And that's why we have a 41% higher mortality rate than white women. So for every 100 white women who die of breast cancer, 141 black women die. Think about that. We also have a 39% higher recurrence rate than white women. So we get it back like I did really fast. And that's very much attributable to triple negative. It comes back with a vengeance really fast within a year or so. Um, the, the statistic I hate the most is that black women under 35 get breast cancer at twice the rate of white women and die at three times the rate. Well before you would have that first mammogram at age 40. And so the mammogram guidelines right now don't even reflect our bodies at all because in the, in the wording of the latest guidelines, they just took the age down from 50 to 40. Well, that's not good enough for us. But the guidelines actually say, this is for women of average risk, black women or not, black women need more research. We also have to- Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And to have dense press. And I don't know if you've heard that before, dense breast. And you really, you don't really know if you have dense breast until you've had a mammogram. And at 35, how would you know that, right? But but women with dense breasts are 40% more likely to, to get breast cancer. So breast cancer is really the most devastating disease for Black women. More Black women actually die of heart disease overall, but relative to white women, this is the worst disease you can get. And, and the science is not in our favor. So all of these numbers basically kind of add up to the fact that the drugs that we have are not working on our bodies because they've never been tested on our bodies and we're dying in ridiculous numbers, right? We have a 71% higher relative risk of death than white women. We also get de novo breast cancer, meaning you get it and you're instantly metastatic in way high numbers. But really black women have a worse outcome at any age, any stage, and any subtype of breast cancer. So let me explain triple negative breast cancer report to you. Basically, there are three main kinds of breast cancer. And um, it's really based on their, our, what you call a receptor. And that's like a, the, the way that a medicine can get into the cell. So a treatment can get into the cell. Okay, so the first one's based on estrogen, right? Which all women have. The second one is based on progesterone. The third one is based on an enzyme called HER2. So triple negative means you don't have any of those receptors. So there's no way for the medicine to get into the cell, which is why it's so fatal. And so now, we now really in the last two years now, we now have two drugs that we can actually take for triple negative. But every other breast cancer has lots of drugs. And so if those two drugs don't work for you, you die, right? And think about that. 40% of triple negative patients are under 40 way well before they would have the first mammogram. So it's crazy out here. And I think that's a scary thing to me. I'm 35. Yeah. Um, and to your point, I've gone to, you know, the doctor. I go to get my annual every year. And every year it's like, oh, okay, 
you're 35. Oh, you're 34. You don't need to worry. Like, we'll do a quick little exam here, but you don't need to get a mammogram. But to think that those numbers are high within Black women, you would think that that's something that um, our healthcare providers would say, hey, you know what, right. you're a Black woman of this right. age, you know what, because you're a Black woman and we see the numbers with Black women, we're going to push you to get this mammogram earlier. As a Black woman at the age of 35, hearing these numbers and, and hearing this, how do I advocate for myself to get this mammogram? Although when I go into the doctor, they're saying like, hey, you don't need it just yet. Yeah. And that happens to women like you who go in and say, I have a lump. Even if you have a lump, they'll say, they'll dismiss you and say, oh, come back in six months. It's no big deal. And they're dead in six months. So the key thing is to really get a risk assessment based on your family history. So I say, know your her story. So you need to sit down with both of your grandmas on both sides of the family and have them talk about everybody in the family. So, so for example, my dad had colon cancer and they're now connect, connecting colon cancer in a dad to breast cancer in, in a daughter. And so we have, you know, we do have, there are two breast cancer genes that run in families called the BRCA gene, BRCA. That's what Angelina Jolie had. Angelina Jolie, she cut her boobs off because her mom had, had the gene, she had the gene and you can act prophylactically, but that's about five to 10% of breast cancers, but I don't have a genetic mutation, but I have three generations of breast cancer. My mom's grandma, my mom's aunt, my mom and me. So my daughters are at risk. So my, my oldest daughter is 38. She just went and had a risk assessment about a month ago and she has a 34% risk of getting breast cancer in her lifetime. 20% is considered high. So she's actually about to have a prophylactic mastectomy so she won't get it. Um, and it's funny when I was sick, I said, okay, we're going to cut off all the boobs. When you, you go nurse your babies, do your thing, we're going to cut off all the boobs. And I still believe that because if you don't have breast tissue, you're going to be fine. So, but she can take that action because she knows our history, right? And so it's really important to know your history. And, you know, we know now that breast cancer is connected to prostate cancer, to colon cancer, to pancreatic cancer. All these cancers are connected. So if somebody in your family has any kind of cancer, you need to let your doctor know it. And you just sit down with your doctor and talk about, you know, what your family situation is. And then they can give you a risk assessment to say, you know, this is your odds of getting breast cancer. And it's really important to do that. And you can really do that beginning at 25. Of course, my dog is barking now. Um, do that at age 25. And if you have a family history, you know, at age 25, you should start talking about that with your doctor and say, you know, I know my grandma had it or I know my mom had it or an aunt or, you know, I mean, clearly your highest risk is someone who's like a direct relative, but still my mom's aunt had it and my mom did. So, so, um, but that's a critical conversation. And we know, as you said earlier, Brent, black people do not talk about health. They don't talk about it. We don't talk about the kitchen table. And all of a sudden, Uncle Pookie gets his leg amputated. Oh, well, how'd that happen? Or Grandma Edith is in the hospice. How'd that happen, right? And so it's really important for Black families to sit down and talk about it. To me, I make it a Thanksgiving conversation with my family. Okay, before y'all can eat, did you get your PSA? What's your A1C? Who got a mammogram? Who did their, you know, who did their stuff? What's your blood work look like? So... You, we have to force these conversations on our black families because we're not talking enough, you know. With that being said, you know, you're wearing a shirt that says touch. And I see in the background another word touch. Could you explain what the touch foundation? And yeah. Yeah. So I started my foundation and, you know, breast cancer has more advocacy groups 
than any other disease. I think it's because it's a lot of women trying to take care of women, right? Like I want to think that, but but um, you know, we do. But um, but I felt like everybody else was like been around for years doing. Let me give you a hug. Let me let me take you to chemo. Let me take you to a yoga class, and all that stuff is necessary. And talking about you know the drugs and talking about advancing the science, and so I really felt this need to talk about science and to and to push the pharma companies into a situation where they they can't say no about changing the drugs. And so I've been like basically beating my way to a seat at the table. And I really feel so blessed that I've gotten that with pharma to say, we need better drugs. What are you doing for us? We need better science. And so, so then I start thinking, okay, how can we get better drugs? We've got to get more black women tested, right? So the black women, we have to participate in the research to get the better drugs. And so how do we do that, right? Because we're, uh, you know, you know about Henry Malax and the syphilis study and all this stuff. But what I learned, I, we did a research study, I talked to 300 black breasties to understand, okay, what's in your head? Well, first of all, black doctors do not invite black women to clinical trials. They don't invite them. And so illicit bias, racism, whatever. Oh, she, I'm not gonna invite her to my trial because she's three kids, she's not gonna show up and she's a single mom. So all that's in play and a lot of just bias, right? But really, there's a fear of the unknown because we as Black people don't know how a clinical trial works. Like, do you know what a clinical trial, how it works, what it looks like? Yeah, most people don't. So don't feel bad. Um, but basically, in a clinical trial, you're going to get, there's no sugar pill. So I'm, people think, I'm going to get the sugar pill and die. Well, there is no sugar pill, right? You're going to get a standard of care drug, so a drug that's already available, right? And then maybe a new drug on top of it or a new drug altogether, so you're going to get a drug and you're probably going to get the best drug we have right now, right? Your likelihood of getting that is 50% or whatever, right? So, and you're also going to get better care. You're going to get better care because you're going to get more scans, more doctors prodding and pulling on you and testing you. And, and as soon as something happens with your cancer, they'll switch it out and give you a better drug, another drug. So we know that people have better outcomes when they're in clinical trials. And so we started educating black women about the science from the voice of a breastie. Like I'm a voice of trust in my community because I have lived experience, right? So when I say try a trial, they hear me because I'm a breastie. So, so we learned, so we put together this, this campaign and you guys can kind of pull up the videos later, but we built a website called when we trial, when we trial.org. And all we have is like a video gallery of black women who've been in clinical trials talking about how the trial saved their lives. So we're showing, explaining the science, but from the voice of a breastie. And then we hit the road. So basically my daughter, I work for my daughter, she's 31, my younger daughter. Um, I probably worked for her my whole life, but um, now I pay her to work for her. <laughs> but but um, we've done, we will have done 60, 60 events in the last 52 weeks all over the country. And we're going into the community where I like to say black women live, work, play, pray, and slay. And we're not going to health fairs. We're going to the Urban League Convention. We're going to Jack and Jill events and Divine Nine events and, and the Lynx events and National Council of Negro Women. We went to Martha's Vineyard when all the bougie black people were there and walked the beach in pink bikinis. So, and we do these crazy things where we wear tutus in the street and um, we went to Essence Fest. And so we're trying to go into the community where we're hanging out and we're not thinking about health, but we're just living. Right. And when you start to talk about clinical trials and breast cancer and you take people off guard, they're like, well, they listen because they're like, well, how that happened? And I kind of have a voice of hope. My doctor gave me two years. I'm on 12. And so I can speak from 
giving hope that, and I live by it because I'm alive because I took experimental drugs. And so we use leverage a lot of stories to talk about breast cancer and talk about clinical trials. And so we've now in the last year signed up 14,000 black women for clinical trials, clinical trial portals. So we know our formula is working. We just have to do more of it. Happy 62nd birthday, granddad. Thanks, sweetheart. I got you this. A mug. Oh, thank you. Uh, what does it say? Beware. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Or at BewareOfRSV.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. This is Harper. Harper. Sorry. How old is Harper? Harper will be five in two weeks. But you're so pretty. She's looking for trouble here. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> Harper. Harper's like, y'all were gonna bring me in this, whether you liked it or not. <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm doing it on the podcast. So, yeah, that's you know one of the things I tell people when they first get diagnosed is go, you know, go take a walk. Go take a walk. Get a puppy or get a dog and go take a walk because when you're sick, you know, if you go outside and you look around, you can see God everywhere. You know, and that's what's gonna heal you more than anything. I think it's so important just to be in touch with nature when you know all the time but especially when you're sick so we're so we started touch to, to get the science and we really just wanted to touch people reach out not only reach them but touch them with a message that's going to save their lives so um we have another really cool campaign called for the love of my girls spelled g-u-r-l-s so loveofmygirls.org where we reach out to young women who don't have cancer and it's really to help them know know their risk, understand that guess that black breast cancer is a different disease, so is black breast health. And what did you say earlier, but you called it black, you called it breast, I mean, our health, um, you had a word for just being healthy. I'll think what you just said. But anyway, um, so if, if you know, black, black breast health is really important, so you need to know your body and stand in front of the mirror, look at your breasts, feel them, touch them, know what they feel like, know you're normal. So if you do have something abnormal happen, you can go to the doctor and say, hold on, this wasn't here last week with confidence, right? And so you can not you can keep from getting dismissed. Know your her story. And we have a tool, um, a worksheet there where you can download it and sit down with your grandmas and fill it out and, and learn about all the black diseases, whether it's high blood pressure, heart disease, whatever, diabetes, whatever. But know what you're up against, you know, know what your family, what your family profile is. And then lastly, um, make breast health and active self-care. She wants to vote. And active self-care. So when you get your nails done, check your breasts, right? When you um when you um go out to lunch with your girls, check your breasts. You know, and, and do it, you know, make it, you know, when you have a slumber party with your girls or hanging out, talk about it, you know, and just make it something that's part of your routine. Like, and I'm sure you guys talk about all health this way, but 
But breast health is really, really important because we are dying. And, you know, I don't want anybody to die of breast cancer. It's a horrible disease. I just want mortality rate parity for black women. And we shouldn't be dying with these crazy numbers. And um, and we have to do better, you know. I think the, the other thing I learned, and, and you mentioned this earlier, too, when I went to my breast cancer experience, I learned pretty quickly that I was totally stressed out, but I didn't believe in stress. What do you mean stress? I what am I gonna do? Not go to not go to work, not beat the kid, right? I stress is for is for wimps, right? And so I learned that that um I really was stressed out. I do believe it caused my breast cancer. And I had to learn that my peace is non-negotiable. And so is yours. Everybody's peace is non-negotiable. But you have to find your peace. And and um not only did I have to get rid of the cancers in my body, I had to get rid of the cancers in my life. So I made a lot of changes. Um, I divorced my husband of 30 years. Ouch. I um, I sold my big house in Alpharetta, Georgia, on three acres of land. You know, with, with the whole you know the Alpharetta scene, right? And then and um, I sold my big house. I moved to a one condo, one bedroom condo on the beach, and so I paddleboard every day that I can. So so I had to find peace, and and I think that you know you shouldn't have to wait till you get sick and told you're going to die to find your peace. You got to get it now, right? There it is. You know, we do these segments called What's Your 365? And it's something that we ask our um, our, our people we come on to 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 leave with the listeners of 365ers. And I think you just said uh, volumes of wisdom. <laughs> volumes. Jackie, it sounds like you got more to say. <laughs> Baby, I just, I mean, like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm quite speechless at that because People don't do that. They always wait until it's too late or, you know, things are going wrong and they can't to do stuff. And right. I am a big believer, big advocate, which is one of the reason one of the reasons why I like to travel so much and like, you know, eat food and all that type of stuff, because those yeah. are things that I enjoy and they make me yeah. happy. Why not do it today? Tomorrow right. is not guaranteed. And to your point of we live in a, a world full of stressors. You need to do the things that that you enjoy because. To Ricky's point, like those things can help alleviate stress. And we know a lot of things that happen in our life when it comes to illness are caused by stress. Yeah, they really are. They really are. And I look at people and I say, you know, you need to stop. You need to sit down. You need to just take a minute and breathe, you know, and just find some peace in your life. And um, this is, can I say a bad word on the podcast? You so have- how I learned you about my peace and my stress was that my nurse navigator said to me, you're so stressed out. I'm like, well, how do I know I'm stressed? I'm yelling at her. She's like, well, how many times a day do you either think or say the word asshole? <laughs> and so I never really said it out loud, but in my head, I called a lot of people that word with, like, with a lot of adjectives. <laughs> and so I learned that those were the cancers that had to go. Right. And so I, that's my filter now. Like if I still have to think that about you, see if I'm out, you know, but I think that you have to sort of figure out what is your filter for stress. And I can now feel stress at the cellular level. I know what it feels like. And I think everybody has to sort of figure that out. And um, the other thing you mentioned, Brett, earlier too, I believe that a therapist needs to be part of everybody's cancer care team. And so I recommend when you're going through this horrible disease, you got to see a therapist. And, and even my navigator said to me, um, do you want to see a psychiatrist? I said, well, is that going to help my breast cancer? And it did. I had never gone to a therapist before, but but she helped me immensely. And she helped me figure out not only how to deal with the, the day-to-day of the disease and the chemo and all the side effects, but also in finding my peace. 
and being brave enough to like make decisions about, all right, who needs to go? You know, and if people, yeah, and if people aren't bringing you joy, what's their purpose? Literally, just at a loss for words because I'm just like Ricky didn't came up here and dropped some. She just got the mic and then dropped it about three, four times. But no, I mean that. Wow, that is um, that's powerful. That's huge, um, and that's something I think 365ers we all need to take heed to is taking time to find that peace and living in peace because you have one life to live and one life, one body. You're living it now. Don't wait until tomorrow. Do what you want to do today. Enjoy life to the fullest because it is your life. Stop stressing. Let me get off my my soapbox. Ricky, you done got me all up in my feelings. Um, Ricky, if people want to contact you or reach out to you on social media, if they want to support Touch, how can they do that? Sure. So our website is touchbbca.org, the Black Breast Cancer Alliance. Um, all of our social media is at touchbbca. Um, we also have um, our When We Trial campaign, um, whenwetrial.org, and Love of My Girls, spelled G-U-R-L-S.org, and we have Love of My Girls on Instagram as well. And my personal Instagram is Ricky Dove, R-I-C-K-I-D-O-V-E, and I'm on Facebook, Ricky Fairley, and I, you know, we're, on, we're all over social media pretty much, and my daughter is too. She kind of does the Love of My Girls page because she's all about um you know, young women and helping young women, but we're here. We're happy to help. You can email me at Ricky at touchbbca.org. If you know somebody who's going through this horrible mess, you know, email me, reach out. We, we talk to everybody. We have two support groups that meet monthly. Um, I have a, I have a web series on the blackdoctor.org Facebook page every Wednesday night, six o'clock Eastern. And we talk about anything and everything breast cancer. Um, and my daughter has a, 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 um, a, a web series also called Pink Table Talk for Young Women. So we try to be in the, in the world and, and you can find where we're going every week. We're all over the place. Um, we do a lot of, we do scanning at a, a lot of our events for young women. We use a thing called the BEXA scan. It's a new scan. that's not a mammogram for young women with dense breasts. It's for dense breasts and it's like a spot treatment for five minutes. And it's, it will tell you you know, with how your breasts are doing. And, you know, men can get breast cancer too. It's not a lot of men. 1% of breast cancer is men. But guess what? Black men have a 66% higher mortality rate. So, you know, I tell every, all the men, everybody I know, check the breasts that you love. I know you have a pair or maybe a couple of pairs, but it's okay. But check them, know them, know you're normal and um, take care of yourself. Ricky, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. 365ers, as always, if there's something that you want us to cover, talk about, dive into, you know, we got you. Hit us up on social media at Black Health 365. Again, that is Black Health 365. You can find me on all social media at Love Jackie Page. And you can find me on all social media at ProfitFitness.life. As Ricky has described, 365ers, take those actionable steps to be an advocate for your health. Peace, namaste, and love. Thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Ricky. Take care. Breasty love. We do that with how we end our show. Breasty love. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahi Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.